Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micros podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. Just drop that ass, bitch. It's open micers in the house. Pop that pussy with that open micers logo in your mouth. Jason with his bald ass head. Jacob looking in bed. It's open micers, bitch. Heard what I said. Drop that ass, drop that ass. Open micers in the house. Drop that ass, pop that pussy. Open micers in the house. Open micers in the house. Open micers in the mouse. Drop that ass, pop that pussy. Open micers in the house. The mic is now open. That's right. The mic is now open. My name is Jason Robbins. <laughs> I'm Jacob Craig, and I'm very excited to welcome a brand new guest on the podcast tonight. You know him from his dry bar comedy special titled I Read the Comments, as well as his podcast, The Corner Store. It is the one and only E.L. Smith. How you doing, buddy? All right. All right. Thank you, guys. You got that theme song, man. All right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't even say gosh. I have to say gosh. Like I'm a 1920s old lady. Like that was a lot. <laughs> it was, was a lot. lot. I agree with you. It's a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. I like after you say dry bar, we played that. Like clean. Mm. Yeah. The, yeah, the reason okay. that I would never get a dry bar special is that's and that's our kind of sense of humor is our theme song. <laughs> it it initiates the guest very well into what we're going to do over the next hour, because if they decide that that's not up their alley, then they can just log off the Zoom right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's catchy. Yeah. They had a nice beat. Yeah, it'll be. I can, so so he sent us a hip hop version that had a nicer beat. And we opted okay. for the acoustic version because it's significantly worse. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty bad, but you know, <laughs> everybody has to be an artist, so you know. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I told Jacob we, we, we still have uh, we still have a running bet on which comedian or guest is going to just immediately log off as soon as they hear that theme song. Now, now <laughs> it may go popular one day. Who knows? I, I can't. I want. I don't know. That would be my luck. That would be my luck. As as many things as I've tried to do in the entertainment industry over the last 25 years or so, (laughs) like that theme song is the one thing I would be remembered for. And that's just, I'm just not okay with that. (laughs) That's how it works, man. It's always that one thing that you think is like so silly. It goes like, like, you know, um, Doja Cat, right? The artist Doja Cat. Uh Remember that song on the internet she had? Like, I'm a cow. Yeah. No. Yeah. What is this? Oh, oh my remember? God, Jacob! No. You've never heard "Bitch on a Cow." Yeah, no. dude, go YouTube it as soon as we're done here. You're, you're. It, I it can't was believe stupid, it was silly and it blew up. Yeah, I mean, so. it's the reason she's famous right now is because she made a song about 
bitch. I'm a cow, basically. Is it anything like what does the fox say? It's not it's, that bad, but it's in that vein. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of like meme song where there's just no substance at all. It's just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Awesome. <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> I, I think Jason has, um, I think whoever dies first has like the ultimate L, the surviving co-host of Open Micers should play our theme song at their funeral. Oh. <laughs> just as an incentive to stay alive as long as possible. I can't do that uh, un- uh, unless I die after my mom because I don't want her to hear that theme song ever, which I'm kind of hoping <laughs> she's never listened to this show, which I know she hasn't, because if she had, I would definitely be getting a, a text message or a call be like, yeah. what is that theme song? It. Who wrote that? Either that or this Thanksgiving is going to be very awkward for you. <laughs> my Thanksgivings <laughs> are always awkward. Aren't they all? El Thanksgiving is coming up, man. What's your What's your family situation like? Like, are you? Is there an uncle you're dreading, like sitting next to at the gathering? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. I kind of grew up out of all that. Now I just spent time with like me and just my family, immediate family for the most part. But being a kid, I can always remember having that one uncle, like because everybody, all our uncles drink. it's the depends on what type of drink drunk they are like i had this one he would he liked to just be funny and just entertaining and just say crazy stuff so that uncle was always fun when i was growing up but i don't know thanksgiving ah you know i'm just ready for christmas to come man they're already playing holiday music come on dude i know you're not one of those people (laughs) no no i'm just playing i hate it (laughs) soon as halloween's over over with he's got he's got mariah carey loaded up in the cd player he's like ready (laughs) Ready to go go. (laughs) it's gonna be two months of that i mean i live in a house with like four women so yeah gonna be a lot of christmas music so out there in la do they start putting up christmas decorations like two weeks before halloween like they do here i don't know they put up decorations but i think i noticed like the stores doing it more like the lows and the home depot oh yeah like they have like the, the christmas stuff right next to the halloween stuff and i'm like it's not even november yet so people just ah and they keep pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. Like, they already started. I remember when I was growing up, Christmas was, like, a week before Christmas, people started being, mm-hmm. like, all into the Christmas thing. But now, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it's almost contagious, too, man. Like, I went to Walmart the other day just to grab some stuff. And uh, they have just all Christmas stuff out. And I'm like, well, we got to go look down the Christmas aisles and smell the candles and <laughs> pick out a gingerbread house preemptively and, you know. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't like the Black Fridays either, man. Like the waiting in line for a TV. Like I already have a mm-hmm. TV. Like and then you say Walmart. Like then like a Walmart greeter one time got killed like that. What? He got trampled. I heard oh, that sure. before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for a TV. Now he's <laughs> dead and gone. Yeah, Hot Pop was just trying his best to hold that line, and they <laughs> <Yeah>. broke through. <laughs> he thought it was WW two, and it was like I want to do it. I Dude, I can I can never do Black Friday because I, I have social no. anxiety. Just on, going to Walmart on a normal day, like a Monday afternoon, much less going yeah. on like Black Friday. I would probably have a heart attack. Some people love it, man. They camp out in front of the Best Buy, like 
I just really want that television. Like, I don't, I don't think it's anything in the world that would make me sleep outside for like it's released. Like, <laughs> right? Like what? I'll no, pay. Right. I'll pay an extra two hundred dollars so I don't have to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or what's what's even what's even better is if you don't care about like the doorbuster TVs or whatever. If you just want random stuff. You can go the Saturday after Black Friday, and they still have yeah. all of the deals on all of the stuff. Or here's the here's the, here's the deal. Like a couple of years ago, I got a, a TV for like seventy five bucks on Amazon for for whatever their Cyber Monday thing is. Had it delivered to the house, didn't have to go anywhere. So that's what I'm yeah. gonna do from now on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm too old for all that running around. But man, as Christmas far as the stuff. Christmas stuff, I, I had a, um, a we had a, a Halloween show that my band played, and we all dressed up as wrestlers. And I was, you know, '90s era Hulk Hogan, so I had to go get some uh, feather boas from Hobby Lobby. And I walked in <laughs> Hobby Lobby, and this is like two weeks before Halloween, and it looked like Christmas just vomited everywhere in there. I'm like, this way too early for yeah. this. I think you you know what I think it is. I think it's because, uh, of course, like corporations and all these people and these businesses see that this holiday probably makes the most money out of all three holidays for them. So they're like, just just get the ball rolling early. Just try to get as much money as we can. So they're like, pump that out for some stuff, man. Just yeah. So Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not Hollywood Hulk, but nineties no. Hulk. I wanted to be Hollywood Hogan, but they don't have like the stuff for the Hollywood Hogan era. <laughs> That's a good thing. He didn't because <laughs> <laughs> I would if they would have had the Hollywood Hogan stuff, I would have actually dyed my beard black. You would have did it. <laughs> ble- bleached the the mustache all the way. I would have went all out, but they didn't have any of that stuff. Oh, you go. They got the bandana with it too. All right. Oh yeah, I did it all. I even bought like a blonde wig with the white hair right. coming down. Like people were, <laughs> people were looking at me like, "Holy shit, <laughs> brother!" All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I did all night through walking around the bar. What's up, brother? <laughs> man, my favorite, my favorite character from the '90s wrestling man was Macho Man. Oh, I, yeah. I like that oh, dude. Yeah. That dude. <laughs> dude oh, the gas station like, around the corner from my house has an old ass slim jim thing that is uh it's really? macho man and i asked the lady i was like what are y'all gonna do with that when you when you're done with it and she says that's coming home with me i was like all right then <laughs> she had a crush on old yeah friend. i guess she did do you want to go steal own? it <laughs> Let's go steal that that cutout of Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, I'm down. I um uh, I missed the '90s era of wrestling, but pr- retroactively, my favorite's Mick Foley, I guess, because because I met okay. him and I I opened for him. He does stand up now or has for a couple of years, and uh, he kicked <laughs> me out of his green room. Yeah, he's on the stand up <laughs> circuit. Yeah, he uh he does two hours telling stories from his book. And everyone loves it. <laughs> it was is it on the, funny? Or, it's all right. I mean, right. it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. Like, it's, okay. it's better than it probably should be. Okay. He did okay. an episode of Hot Ones last week. Last week or the week before. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I guess I missed that. 
I wonder if he mentioned me at all, or I don't know. No, he did. You think? <laughs> no. <laughs> he he did kick me out of his green room when we did that show together in Mobile. That's funny. In the nicest way possible, he was like, <laughs> "I need to take a phone call that may or may not have been real," because I was just standing there like an NPC, just like staring at Macaulay, <laughs> like I'm about to do something with you. <laughs> yeah. he, he heard the door lock. Be like, you know what? I gotta take a phone call. You gotta, you gotta go. I will say I did forget the code to the green room and they did not remind me of what the code was. (laughs) They did not let me back in that room. (laughs) You know who also does stand up? Stormy Daniels. What? No way, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you said Mint Fuller, it just reminded me of people turned comedians. Stormy Daniels. She does stand up. She was at the, um, she was in New York. um, Did she do it on a pole? I don't know. <laughs> he got to pay. He got to pay. See what? But she does stand up. She she has been at the comedy club. So. I guess she has a lot of cool stories to tell. I mean, she's lived kind of a great life. Yeah, I guess she just talks about Donald Trump's <laughs> dick for like it like twenty minutes. Dude, that's good material, dude. That's good material. If she did it in his accent, it would be even better. It was huge. It was small. Was huge. Dude, she probably got thir- a lot of people. <laughs> she probably got thirty minutes out of three inches, dude. <laughs> that's, some, that's some next level material. I'm gonna have to look this up and that. see if there's any uh, if there's any video on YouTube because I have to see that. <laughs> That's awesome. oh, Did you guys see um uh Borat too when uh the girl had like um yeah. Rudy Giuliani in the in the in the room? I saw that <laughs> yeah, clip. Dude. I never saw that movie though. Rest in peace, Judy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> ruined that the man's funny. whole career. That was funny. He was ready to give it all up. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, imagine your whole legacy. Imagine bringing down the entire mafia in New York. Like just being the guardian of New York during 9-11, the mayor, the shining beacon, and then at the end of it, you just get canceled by Borat too. <laughs> Dude, he was America's mayor, man. Like, how do you destroy your legacy so efficiently? 2001 Rudy was the best, dude. He was better than football Rudy. And then he just lets it all go in the second half. Dude, as soon as I saw that video of him with his brain leaking, I was like, there's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> oh, with the die. Old man problems. That's what that. That could be you, Jason, but you playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be you, dude. Let me come over with a Sharpie. Let's see what happens to All you. All right. That's a Patreon video right there. Yeah, sharpening <laughs> Jason's head for money. So, EL, um, oh, what we like to do on this show, we are called open micers. So please tell us what your very first open mic was like. My very first, my very first open mic. Uh, I don't too much. Remember. I can remember my first time doing stand up. That'll work. Yeah, let's do that one. I could do that. All right. So it was a student contest and it was at uh, FSU in Tallahassee. And so they had a student contest. They gave everybody like two minutes for that. Um, I only been to a comedy club once before, and that was to take a girl out on a on a date that didn't end. 
I wasted my money. Long story short, <laughs> but I get to, I got to see I got to see D.L. Hughley for the first time with the comedy club, and I sat in the okay. front row. And I didn't even know you shouldn't sit in the front row. Just like right when I got out of high school and I had like bra- So you braces. went on a first date to the front row yeah. of a D.L. Hughley con- uh, show. Yes. I was like, with, with braces. With braces. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know. No one told me. So he literally like, picked on everybody in the front row. But it was a good show. It was fun. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to do that. So like a year later, student contest. Uh, they gave everybody two minutes. Uh, I was super, super nervous. A whole bunch of students, but they wasn't like really like um, they were like really cheerful. They wasn't like a hostile crowd or whatever. And I got up there and what the first joke I ever told, it's probably not funny now, but it was like related to Tallahassee. And I was like, you know what the biggest problem is in Tallahassee? It's not crime. It's not, you know, people getting their cars like stolen or whatever. I said, the biggest problem in Tallahassee is tow trucks. And everybody just started cheering and laughing because your car would get towed easily on campus because it wasn't enough parking spaces so that mm-hmm. was like a, a thing that everybody always talked about so that was the first time i ever got on stage um that's the first time i ever really got on stage was a contest so at the open mic i guess you know things just was a little bit more i wasn't as nervous i should say so doing mm-hmm. that after that so so yeah. is tow trucks a florida thing because I was going to ask the same question. <laughs> you don't call it. You don't call them tow trucks, or you call them... no. No, we call them tow trucks. Oh, but... oh, okay, okay. Because because <laughs> we got towed uh, at a comedy show. We we had a comedy show over there in uh, Pensacola a few years Florida, ago. Okay, and we parked, and then we go do the show, and then we come back to the car. And it was kind of like, it was like, uh, dude, where's my car? <laughs> like, where's your car, dude? Yeah. Dude, where's your car? Where's your car, dude? Come to find out, they towed us. Because there was yeah. one little bitty sign that said, do not park here between the hours of, what it say, Jacob? Yeah. It was on a sandwich board, and I couldn't read it up close, dude. I thought it was That's like the daily you, specials. <laughs> and it was like, you can't park here ever, or we're going to ruin your life. Yeah. It's, is it not like the worst feeling in the world when you come out? Because first you think your car is stolen. Yeah. So you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't like... think it was stolen, dude. They towed oh. like 15 cars. Oh, they did? Oh, wow. <laughs> because wow. they had rolling road work, which meant that they were doing road work. And when it was time for the road work to go on down the street, they towed all the cars that were parked there and put up the signs. That's crazy. That's good. Yeah, I guess it is a Florida thing, man. I guess it is. Crazy, dude. I guess even the cops in Florida are Florida men. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't even care, dude. The worst part was the neighborhood we had to Uber to to, to for, the, <laughs> for the Oh the towing yard. Holy crap. Yes. I thought we were gonna be murdered. It's it's the junkyard. It's, it's not gonna be in a nice neighborhood. Why do you have to put a tow truck company in a nice neighborhood? <laughs> no, they're not. Where, that where's make the fun sense. in that? That yeah, with the dogs barking and the no grass. No, they're not gonna do that, dude. And the guy, the tow truck agent, he was trying to work with us, but he was for real. Like, I can't let you into that car. I can't let you take the car unless you have proof of insurance. And we were like, the proof of insurance oh, wow. is in the car. He's like. <clears throat> Yeah, but that's not proof because it's not on your person. So you can just say it's your car. And we have the key to the car. It's like, how oh, would wow. we have the key and then not? And so we were debating. Really? Dude, we, 
I, I we was... hatched this whole plan of like, I'm going to open the gate. You're going to drive through it. I'm going to run. I'm going to get in the car. <laughs> I was going to hop the fence, go get in the car, bash through the gate. And Jacob was well, going to jump in. <laughs> well, we were right by the car. So all you had to, all you had to have done was get in the car, but the gate was closed. So I would have had to run and open the gate real quick and then jumped in the car. But luckily the guy was just like, all right, you already paid me. And it's like midnight. So you can just go back to Mississippi and never come back to Florida. And I said, yes, thank you. I will never come back to Florida. <laughs> and you did us both a favor. Why would I come back here? Oh, man. And we, I went okay. back probably a year later, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 That, that yeah, I, I thought it was just a Pensacola thing, but that definitely must be a Florida thing with the tow trucks. Like if you're a tow truck driver, just move to Florida. Yeah. You'll never run out of business. <laughs> they always are looking for, for cars to tow, man. Especially, uh, yeah, in LA too, man. It's crazy out here because they have so many signs and the signs say different things for different times and different days. Especially oh, yeah. downtown, so you like you really got to be like super careful where you park. But no, 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 they don't really tow. I, I guess they tow if you leave it a long time, but not like Florida where they're like waiting around the corner, like in the bushes, yeah. just waiting to tow your shit. So <laughs> yeah, see, but I would almost rather a tow truck than a boot because there's some cities oh. that won't tow you; they'll just put a boot on it, and that's worse because then really? your car's just in this random parking lot, and you got to go pay somebody to get the boot off, and they have to come to your car to get the boot off. Like just let me go to the place. Was, I thought a boot was like for unpaid parking ticket, and then they eventually put a boot, but they just put a boot on your car instead of towing it. Yeah, if That's you're like crazy. if you're parked somewhere or your meter runs out or something, yeah, they'll put a boot on it, and then you have to go through all this. Yeah, dude, they'll do that in New Orleans and Mobile, Alabama. They'll boot your they'll boot your shit before they tow it. Wow. Well, New Orleans wow. isn't so much so bad so much bad about it anymore because there's hardly ever there's hardly any police left. In New Orleans, yeah, right. now you just have to worry about getting broken into because literally, like the 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 city of New Orleans is sparkling, like you could mm -hmm. see sparkling from space in New Orleans because of all the broken uh, glass everywhere from windshield, <laughs> windshields and shit. Everywhere you go in New Orleans now, there's glass everywhere. Reflects, but okay, yeah. It's just every, it's like, oh, this is a sparkling city. Oh, no, that's just uh, windshield glass everywhere. It's this major export glass, windshield glass. Yeah, that's it's everywhere. Dude, I can just imagine oh, calling the cops for something petty in New Orleans. They're just like, I've had seven homicides this week. Like, what could you possibly want? It's like, oh, never mind. It's not that important See, they, i'll just deal with it myself and there used to be this one parking lot that i always like to stay in because it's right on the corner of the fr uh the french market so you like i would always park there it's like you know 20 dollars a day or 25 dollars a day to park there and you can get everywhere really quickly from right there and the last time i went there to park we get in the parking lot and it i think like five or six cars just had busted out windows in them. And I'm like, yep, I'm not staying here today. <laughs> That's crazy. And I, I, I've never been to New Orleans, so uh, I don't really? think I'll be going. No, it's the craziest place in the entire world, dude. <laughs> I throw through it, but I've never been to New Orleans. So yeah. I, I went to this bar one time in New Orleans. That was like the hangout spot after a show. Cause they also did a comedy show, but not on that night. And uh, it was a bar and a laundromat. 
So there were people just doing their laundry and then getting crunk really? and playing pool. Yeah, dude. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds kind of odd too, but because you know, okay. like in Vegas, when they have slots at the urinals, like in New oh, Orleans, yeah. they sell alcohol everywhere. Really, <laughs> everywhere. So you'll go to a laundromat and you can buy a beer. Hundred percent. That's crazy. I mean, if okay. I could, if I could, if I have to go to the laundromat <laughs> and get drunk while I'm doing my laundry, I'm for it. <laughs> a beer at the laundromat. That's that's funny how different states are so different. Like, because you could do that in Vegas and Nevada and also in California. They sell like liquor in the CVS. But I used to live in North Carolina. None of that will happen. Mm. Like no alcohol in the Walgreens and. Only beer and wine in the grocery stores. So. Yeah, that, that's kind of like us. Yeah. And like, we're, it's illegal for us to sell any liquor on Sunday. Oh, so all the liquor yeah. stores have to close on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Well, like, that reminds me of Utah. Utah's like that, too. Man. Not here on the coast, but the rest of Mississippi is that way. No. Oh, uh, is that a thing? No, yeah. No, uh, no, 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 uh, uh, alcohol on Sundays. You can, like you can't buy your alcohol anywhere on Sunday, which is stupid because people can just go load up on Saturday night. You know, like why? <laughs> That's so dumb. No Chick Fil A and no alcohol. Oh <laughs> yeah, two of my like... favorite things. No, no. <laughs> oh man, They're like none of that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So I'm curious to know, Yale, have you, do you consider yourself uh, a clean comic or do you consider yourself a comic who just kind of works clean? Um, I want to say a comic who just works clean because it's like, yeah. I mean, being clean is cool. It just opens up more doors and you just get to more places quickly. But I like the rooms where you could just go up and just, just talk. You don't have to worry about what you're saying or you may slip up and say something. They may offend someone. You can just talk freely. I mean, off top, though, I'm just not a um, real dirty comedian anyway, though, so I'm not going to talk about <clears throat> like stuff that's really graphic or like a lot of cursing and stuff like that. But I do want to talk about like <laughs> certain topics and crazy stuff. But I like being able to do that. So I think I'm um, a comic who just works clean because working clean, if you if you just clean all the time, there's some things you think about that you want to say that you can't say, but you know, being clean, like I say, does definitely open doors and get you places. So, pick your poison. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think clean comedy because I'm sure you're aware of this, but like the bad rap that clean comedians yeah. have in the comedy community. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not Jacob. Please, okay. Clean, so, so, <laughs> well, let me let me know what is it. What could it be? Well, you you know you see people like con- constantly criticizing like Jerry Seinfeld and you know all <laughs> all these other uh, comedians for working clean because they're like that's not genuine that's not what you want to actually say, but then you notice that like Jim Gaffigan, Nate Bargatze, they're not getting any of that because it doesn't seem like they're trying to be clean. They're just being really funny and genuine, and it just yeah. so happens that it's clean. Like I feel like that's kind of what you're doing yeah exactly yeah 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 so and that's what i like because i don't i don't really curse to begin with unless you know something worth cursing i just don't curse just a curse or anything like mm-hmm. that so i just and then plus when i started doing comedy um i started like emceeing and a lot of times 
you guys know this when like a headliner comes through, uh, they want to be like the dirty person or they want to be the one that says something. Yeah. And if you're the first person up, they don't want you to be dirty because then if the headliner is a clean comment, then it's kind of hard to come behind somebody that was like, dig it, pussy, dig it, pussy. You can't be like, yeah, so I went to church the other day. Like, you can't really come behind. <laughs> yeah. You can't come behind that. So I had it in the face. You can't really like follow that or anything. Yeah. Um, so they're like, if you want to MC here, you, you got to be clean. If you want to MC and get better as a comedian, you're going to have to be clean or go nowhere else. Cause that was the only comedy club in that, in Tallahassee. So I was like, all right. So it just kind of forced me to just be more on the cleaner side. So I just came up that way. And I did that like for like every other week I hosted for like, like two and a half years. So I just did that just constantly, constantly, constantly. So that's why I just, just the type of comedian I am now. And I was able to do dry bar. And uh, I've done a couple of cruise ships too as well. So, yeah. But do you gotcha. find that it, it's more difficult to be, to, to work clean? Because, uh, not, just, not just because of uh, curse words or anything, but just like subject matter. Um, I don't think it's difficult. I don't think it's difficult. I think those people who come to see a clean show automatically know what they're... <laughs> what they're getting they're not getting like that full effect they're getting that i guess that clean effect mm -hmm. almost to it like so they know it's not going to be over the top and i think that's exactly what they want because sometimes like for instance I, I um sometimes when i do a cruise ship they want like a pg show so they want like 30 minutes of like straight like eight-year-olds are in the audience <laughs> so it's like you can't really you don't really have to like you can't get up there and be like, oh, man, I'm going to kill this crowd, 12-year-olds. Like, you just got to, like, really just get through it and just say yeah. jokes. It doesn't have to be like, oh, that was the cleverest thing I ever heard. Like, I have one joke where it was like, because there's older people sometimes in the audience. I'm like, oh, it's old people, kids, and they want you to, like, relate. Like, how are you going to relate both of those things? Like, who's wearing diapers? Like, who's wearing diapers? I'll say something <laughs> like that. Yeah, and like, I was just about to ask, like, how do you <laughs> relate? Like, how do you write material that would relate to, like, you know, a room full of children? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, you just sit there and criticize their parents. Of like, why would you bring your son to a comedy show instead of in the front? And you just basically chastise them for the whole time. And the kids like it, so. What's the deal with nap time? <laughs> so about yeah, you can say stuff like that. How's <laughs> the round of applause for vegetables, everybody? <laughs> vegetables, round of applause. <laughs> Who likes them? Who hates them? Let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about how Dad stinks up the bathroom. <laughs> like, uh oh, Ooh. <laughs> so have you ever done like a, a clean comedy show on these cruises or anything? And like someone like another comic you're performing with has like accidentally slipped up and dropped an f-bomb not no not necessarily with me because the ones i do is i'm the only comedian there but i've gotcha. heard a story i heard a story about a comedian hey what did you do Oh, is yeah. it Michael Rickards? Because I know what he did. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> oh, you talking about Michael Michael Richard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know oh. what he did. It's not good. <laughs> I, 
That guy is crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Here> you <laughs> Oh my gosh. That interview on Jay Leno is like the funniest thing I ever seen. Oh, ever. it is so awkward. Like, it's one of the it, most aw- I watched it live and I was like, this is yeah. the most awkward thing I've ever seen. Jerry Seinfeld sounds like somebody's mom. He's like, stop it. It's not funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. Stop it. Like, let my son speak. He's trying to apologize. And people were just laughing. And just no one cared what he did. They were just like, yeah, yeah. Kramer, dude. Yo, if he took out if he took out a gun right then and there, it like just I would have been like, you know what? I saw that coming. I saw it yeah. coming. Dude, that was the Trump effect. It didn't matter what he did. Everyone was just like, yo, dude, Trump. We're all right. Like, oh, man. Who cares oh. about collusion? This podcast is brought to you by our mobile gaming partner, Globe Glider. If you like the fast-paced action of games like Flappy Bird mixed with the strategy of Balloons Tower Defense, then Globe Glider is for you. Making a donation to the game using our partnership will not only give you sweet in-game prizes, but also unlocks an exclusive open micers cape and helps a small indie gaming company thrive. Download Globe Glider now on the App Store or Google Play. I saw a comedian one time, though. And I don't know. This was like um, he didn't get kicked out or anything. But was, I was at a comedy show one time. This is like the worst comedy show I ever been to. This one comedian, he got up there with sweatpants on. I hope you guys don't. This is no. not one of your bits. No, <laughs> no, I don't do that. I don't even like, wait own a minute. It. <laughs> but he got up there with sweatpants, and then he had a dildo in his pants. Oh, it was obviously, <laughs> but it was obviously like a dildo. It was like huge, right? Yeah. And he gets up there. And he does his set, and he doesn't even mention what is going on in his pants. And at the end of the set, he makes some type of like joke, and then he pulls it out. But like he literally walked like four people. Like four people just got up and just left because it was so odd. So that's the worst, worst thing I've seen. So, (laughs) I mean, you shouldn't wear sweatpants out public, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I would have walked out as soon as I saw him in the sweatpants. I was like, "Oh come on, <laughs> who are you?" <laughs> that was his thing, I guess. Sweatpants guy. Uh, I mean, I, I I know you say you don't don't really curse all that much, but have you ever mm-hmm. been doing a, a clean show and just accidentally have something slip out or? No, no. <laughs> I can't say. It I don't think I do- could. I don't think I could talk more than three sentences without an f bomb really? dropping out. <laughs> oh man, it's a dollar amount to the end of that that show. So like, oh yeah, yeah. Sure. So like, now if you put if you say I'm getting this to do this, then I'm gonna do this. So I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna mess up. <laughs> so have you I'm been able to do up. corporate gigs as well? Um, I haven't done any corporate grids right now, though. But I'm sure I can, though. I'm sure I can. Yeah. But no, I haven't done those, though. So. I mean, that's like the biggest perk of doing clean comedy is being able to do those corporates. Because those things yeah. will pay out, man. That, yeah. And, um, and colleges, too, as well. So Yeah. Colleges pay pretty good, too. So, yeah. It's, it's benefits to being clean. But I have done regular shows and got, like, maybe had, like, one or two beers and like went a little bit more animated than i usually do but nothing's yeah. still nothing's still crazy though i never like 
never walked anybody. So yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever walked anybody, but I did do a show one time where it wasn't even a comedy show. It was it was called a drunk spelling bee, where mm-hmm. like anyone could compete in the spelling bee as long as you've completed at least one beer. And you have to just spell increasingly harder words like a spelling bee. I remember and, uh, doing that, dude. You just unlocked a memory for me. Yeah, you did the <laughs> second one. I was yeah. I was on the first one, and the I don't. I think it was both of us together on one actually. Yeah, because I, yeah, it was me and you and uh, I forgot who else was up there. I think it was just me and you. But anyways, they wanted warm up comics beforehand, but but he's the guy said, "Don't do a set because it, this isn't like real comedy." Just go up there and do like five minutes of crowd work or roasting or something. I was like, all right, cool. And I get there at the drunk spelling bee at 8 p.m. And there's children in the bar. And so I'm like, I go up to the owner and I'm like, hey, man, I'm supposed to like do crowd work and roast people in the crowd. And there's kids here and I'm not gonna, you know, hold back any words. Is that okay with you? And he said, we don't censor art here. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. And so I just roasted an eight-year-old girl for five minutes. <laughs> really? And it was the worst feeling of my entire life. I was like, why did I agree to do this? Because what was I going to do? Like, I started doing crowd work, and that little family was almost like, do us. I was like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Hey, mentally yeah, scar right. our children, please. Right. The kids were not into it, and the parents were just like, yeah, <laughs> she is like that. <laughs> and we're <laughs> like, no, I don't, <laughs> I hate everything about this. I, I think those are, those are not good. Like, I don't like those situations of, of like doing comedy. So, like, comedy shows where you're performing somewhere and it's not like a real, like, comedy venue or known for comedy, and it's people who've never mm-hmm. been to a comedy club. I don't really like those. Like one time I did like a comedy show, like at a community center, like 12 o'clock in the afternoon with the lights all still on. It was like, like that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan of that. We used to do a regular, a pretty regular show over in Panama city, Florida, uh, at this bar called slapsticks Q and brew who it's their one thing, what they make money off of is pool tables. And then we go there to do a comedy show. And we cover up all the pool tables. <laughs> and so there's people coming in with their own pool cues, looking around confused, and then just get increasingly angry and start uncovering pool tables and cussing and then slamming <laughs> stuff loudly. Because it's a pool bar. They're there to play pool. Yeah, yeah. They're not there to see us. We've had so many altercations at that place. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, see, yeah. So those type of like situations are always awkward though. But okay. See, like like around here it's it there aren't really any com- like straight up comedy clubs. So it mm-hmm. really drives me crazy when uh, you know there is these bars uh, uh, along the Gulf Coast that want to have like a comedy night, but they don't want to advertise that it's a comedy yeah. night. They just expect you to like bring in all these people. And we're sitting there trying to do comedy for like people that are, you know, sitting there eating mozzarella yeah. sticks and shit, trying to have like, you know, family time. And we're up there going, so what's up with you guys? Like, they don't want to hear comedy. 
let me tell you about my Tinder date. Like, like, <laughs> like they don't care. What? They just want to eat their wings yeah. and, and have conversation. They're just like, get out of my face, funny boy. Yeah, man. People who don't set it up for comedy and just like, I don't know. They don't, they don't know the reality of, of doing a comedy show. Like these have to be certain things that come into play. Like when I first started doing comedy, I would go back home and like half of my family members would be like, oh, you're a comedian. Tell us some jokes. I'm like, <laughs> no. Like, what? That's not how it works. Like, I'm not just going to sit here in front of the living room and start telling jokes. Like, for what? Like, <laughs> just odd stuff like that. So people just don't know how comedy works. They, or you get those people, you tell them, ah, I always have this dilemma of telling people I'm a comedian versus not telling them anything at all. Because mm. once you tell somebody you're a comedian, the whole list of questions is now going to be like asked of you. It's like either like, I never heard of you. Are you funny? Or they're going to be like, oh, that tell me a joke thing or like, ah, or, mm. or they try to give you a joke that they have that they've been holding in all this time. I can't tell you how many times I got off stage on like, on like a show and some guy comes up to me, tells me like the dirtiest joke you can imagine. And he's like, you can use that if you want to. I'm like, uh, no, sir. I'm okay. Thank you. You've been holding that in this whole time. Like, that's I'm like that. Yeah, I, I've had people ask me shit like that before where they're like, find out how to com- I'm a comedian. They're like, oh, are you funny? Just, no. Like, yeah. What am I supposed to say? Like, no, I'm a fucking train wreck. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you I'm expect? Jason, <laughs> <laughs> you just told me. Like, ever seen that movie, The Joker? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you could be like, you ever seen that movie, The Joker? I'm just like that, like, yeah. that. <laughs> and you just start dancing. <laughs> Have you ever seen Jason Robbins stand up? It's horrible. <laughs> oh. Hey, I don't dispute You're that. Bad. I, I You're bad. I don't dispute that comedy. at all. I'm awful at it. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't say that. Yo, you haven't seen this man. It's pitiful. It's pitiful, yo. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna ask a very profound question, but I completely okay. blanked on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> top ten I'm a top ten interviewer in the podcast game. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell or not. Oh Just, yeah, yeah. I know. It's Joe Rogan and then Jacob Craig. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Joe Rogan's a hack, dude. We we beat him out for an award one time. He probably didn't even know he was nominated, but we beat him. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. Probably. <laughs> so um, anyway, I forgot what I was gonna ask. Um, <laughs> okay, no, no. Oh, I'm sure. No, was, I'm sure it was just, profound. It just came okay. to me. Okay, have you had, have you ever had someone after a show, uh, like give you like career trajectory advice on like how to do this or what you can do to get here? Have I had someone do that? Yeah, I had someone do that before. Uh, I got off stage one time, and this one comedian. I think I was. I just moved to this uh, the city I moved to, and I get off stage. It's like an open mic, right? But this one comedian comes up to me, and I guess he's like a neighborhood around the guy comedian. He started giving me advice on how to get further in comedy and all this stuff, and I'm just looking at him like, yeah, all right. Because he was still like doing this open mic thing, and I was like. Yeah, about the form like at the comedy club. So I don't know. I, I'll listen to people when they talk, but uh, I don't like 
I don't know. I don't like people when they give like advice from like how, especially if they don't even do comedy. When those people who yeah. come up to you in the audience and be like you should do this, oh those all those comments like on YouTube, <laughs> right? Like I didn't find that funny at all. Like, well, you don't even, shut up. You don't even do comedy, man. So, but no. I had this guy one time after a show, I was just walking by and I'm trying my best to avoid everybody because my friends want to hang out and I'm like, I want to go back to where we're staying, but I'm going to be forced to walk around all these audience members. I walk outside and this drunk guy just like, hey, <laughs> I saw your set. It could have gone better. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> He's like, and he said, do you want to know how to get on SNL? <laughs> oh my like, god i'm listening now how do i get on snl old drunk man outside a bar at 12 a.m <laughs> and then he proceeds to try to tell me this like most drawn out what i assume is like a raunchy street joke where he's going like all right so the girls like the cotton ball right and <laughs> and the boys like the earwax in the ear and then you gotta put the white cotton ball into the earwax in the ear I'm like, this is how I'm gonna get. This is what I need to do for my SNL audition. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. It went nowhere. Obviously, That's I'm funny. not on SNL. <laughs> it didn't work out for me. Lauren Michaels won't return my calls. <laughs> it could have been Lauren Michaels who you're. I think it was Lauren Michaels outside <laughs> the bar. But now, man, those people, man, I don't know, man. Those people are like, oh, man, they tell you those jokes. I'm like, well, why don't you go up there and do it yourself? I'm like, I don't know. I get people in my family, though, instead of saying things like, how can they get on SNL? They say stuff like, you're trying to do comedy. Why don't you just call Steve Harvey? They say stuff like that. I'm like, like I don't even know how you do that. You just want to pick up the phone. It's not the yellow pages anymore. They're like, right. just call them. <laughs> Just call them and tell them what you're trying to do. Like, just call them and ask for an investment. <laughs> or they'll tell you, yeah, okay. you should have a Netflix special. Like, yeah, I'll I'll get right on that. I'll call my people <laughs> at Netflix. Get right on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I almost hate that as much as like, com like people who don't do comedy giving unsolicited advice is the worst. But I almost hate like when comics give unsolicited advice because like it they'll do it in a condescending way as to say like yeah. I'm here you're down here so obviously you need this advice and yeah. we had this guy early on in our open mic phase who kept like coming back to the same bar and headlining and I featured I I started as an opener for him and the next time I was the host and then the next time I was the feature just like building my way up. And every time he would just give me the worst unsolicited advice. He told me to like, <laughs> yeah, dude, don't write jokes. Cause if you write too many jokes, then you're just going to have too many jokes to memorize. What? <laughs> just the most <laughs> hack advice of all time. He's like, you don't want the crowd to laugh too loud when you're telling your jokes. <laughs> Cause then you won't be able to get it all out. What? No, man, I don't. Yeah. I don't want really to give advice. Cause when you give, people advice you're basically giving them like how you would see it through your eyes or through your perception because it's the way you came up there and how you came up in comedy so you're not really giving them advice you know you're just telling them what you would do if you were them in that situation but you're not that person like if i gave anybody anything it would be like a tag to a joke 
for like because mm. i'll take tats all day if i think it's funny i'll use it if i don't think it's funny i just won't use it but if tat because somebody can give you a good tat to a joke anytime mm-hmm. but yeah. you can't give people advice because i don't know there's seven billion people on this planet right who's to say whatever that guy is doing the sweatpants and pulling the dildo out he don't have ten thousand people who love that yeah <laughs> and he has a, now he has a fan base i can't tell him it sounds went, pretty lit, to be honest. It sounds keep at it. Keep at it, buddy. I don't know. I, who am I? I don't know. It may work. Sounds like a viral moment to be waiting to happen. <laughs> it may work. And I'm like, who do? Like, and, that's, who and, and that's the thing. What may work for one person isn't going to work for the next person. It's just kind of like everybody's got to yeah. take their own path to get where they yeah. need to go. And then I also think, too, when you focus your energy worrying about like what the next person is doing or how what they're getting or how they're doing it you're like taking away from what you're trying to do and mm-hmm. how you're trying to move forward and you're actually like slowing yourself down because like i say there's so many people on this planet dude it's enough people for everybody to have like a, a a good fan base they just have to see you so i mean you shouldn't worry about what the next person's doing so yeah i think giving people tags is definitely the most respectful way to be like you know to give someone advice in a way or to like say like if I give someone a tag, I'll be like, here, I respect you as a peer. Here's a tag, you know, give me something back, maybe. And I, I think that's the best way to create a rapport. Yeah, I think so, too. And if somebody, if somebody asks for advice, I, I still, I don't even think I can give advice. I would probably say something to along the lines is like, just be who you are. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You can't be anybody else, but be who you are and, and just work on that. You know, the goal is to make them laugh. That's, that's all the advice you need. Yeah, I have a a really bad habit of adopting open micers who like I think are funny and being like, mm-hmm. all right, I want to help do whatever I can to help you get higher up in the comedy world and I want to give yeah. you advice and all this. And the advice is so like it's such a weird maze to navigate because I get so mad when I give an open micer advice and then they just blatantly disregard it and it blows up in their face. And I'm like, <laughs> I I told you, dude. I've been doing this seven times as long as you. I told you that was going to happen. Well, that's what drove <laughs> me. Let people just fall. That's what drives me nuts about so, uh, some of the the comedians around here, like Jacob. You know who I'm talking about. Our our pretty much our favorite local comedian, yeah. like just yeah. so talented, but has zero motivation. I'm just like, if this dude had just one ounce of motivation like he could really do something but it's like all that talent is just it it, it just keeps getting dr- like just dropped and he disappears for like months at a time you know yeah it's, it's that way sometimes i guess man yeah i guess it all depends on the person though because okay? you need i guess you need like a balance of like all of it because you see people on tv all the time and you're like, man, that person's not funny, but that person like really works hard or really like really mm-hmm. motivated and dedicated. So I guess it, it takes all the things to fall into place, I guess, for it to work, I guess. So. Yeah. Or I think it's just all about being likable because that's the, that's the only way to cultivate a likeable following too. is if people like you. Yeah. And you can find people who like whoever you are, I think, whoever that okay. person is that you, yeah, because I mean, so many people like, I mean, you can be like the angry comic, like Bill Burr. He has people who mm. like him. He's not like, sure. I mean, is he likable? Like, I guess he's likable, but he's like me. You know what I'm saying? Then you have people right. like 
who's super clean, like Sinbad and stuff like that. And you, I mean, you you have Anthony Jess on there. I mean, you have all sorts of people. So I guess people who like dig your comedy. So yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely likable her helps too, though. So as well. Yeah. Well, I think about like with that example, I think of someone like The Rock, right? Who is like objectively one of the worst actors on the planet. <laughs> But he's still in every blockbuster movie because he's just the most likable person. Well, great. In the now world. The Rock's uh-huh. never going to come on the show, Jacob. So, hey. <laughs> hey, the break oh, to a, you, buddy. <laughs> he's, a new, he's a new Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. <laughs> they have to recycle those guys. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was The Rock. I don't know who's going to be next. It's going to be somebody else. Bit strong guy, terrible actor, a lot of movies. Jason Momoa. <laughs> that form that may be him. That formula works. It worked for all the Schwarzenegger. Get to the chopper. Get to the yeah. chopper. Like, <laughs> which Arnold dude? Uh, he got better at it. Like as as like the movies he's been making like recently. Not recently. He had a sweet spot from like 2015 to 2020, where he did just all these art movies that are really fantastic. How many years did it take him to get up to that? It was like like, like 40 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> 40 years of acting school. No, you're right. To get to where he's like, he's better at it. Yeah, he's getting better. He's getting there. I was watching an interview with him not too long. It might have been on Jimmy Kimmel or somebody like that, where he was talking about early on he he had taken a um like a he had gotten a coach or uh to help him get rid of his accent, and they were like, well, what happened? (laughs) Like, because like he never got rid of. You would think after living in America for 60 years, he would lose that freaking accent. Uh, that's his moneymaker, man. He says yeah. it with the corniest lines, like, where's Billy? You have to catch a train. <laughs> <laughs> he said, have a nice flight. And the guy got sucked up by the propeller or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced he got a voice coach to help him keep the accent. Maybe. <laughs> Because why yeah. else would anyone else like why else would anyone see an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie if he's not doing that the voice? Oh, that would be such an odd movie. He, I just thought about that. Like he was just talking like like a regular person. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna get to the chopper and then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna run, I guess. And what then hide from the predator. One of these days, he's gonna put one of those videos out where he's like, I have to tell you people the truth. I do not talk like this anymore. Now I sound like this. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger from Austria, and this oh, is my real accent. No. He's gonna do that when he's gonna be selling like reverse mortgages. You know when yeah. those actors get <laughs> yeah, old. Colonial <laughs> pen. <laughs> yeah, and colonial. Like, this is Joe Namath for Colonial Pen. I'm like, oh my god, nine ninety nine okay. a month plan. <laughs> ah, this is what you wait. need. <laughs> reverse mortgages now. <laughs> So yeah, man, he's gonna get there, man. There's anybody that could there. convince me to get a reverse mortgage, it would be Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, I'll be back. You get your home back. I promise. Well, we're yeah. uh, we're coming up on the end of the episode. El, what what do you got going on as far as like a tour stuff? All all that. Where where are you playing? Where are you coming up soon? Ah uh, man, where am I playing? I got a um a college showcase that I'm doing to um. Hopefully get booked for some colleges. I'm doing that like in the next three months or so. Um, at the Hollywood Improv later this month. And um, other than that, man, just chilling at home. I just got off a cruise ship like in August. So 
so I'm kind of like coming down from that still. <laughs> I was on there for like like a month and a half. So wow, I'm just trying to take it easy right it's now. It's a long so. time to be at sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a long time. It was definitely a long time. But I got to go to Alaska and nice. I got to see that. So that was pretty cool. So I can't argue. So. I might have to start working clean, Jacob, so I can get me a cruise ship gig. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. Tone it down That's to fun, a PG-13. Quit working <laughs> hack, Jason, and you might be able to get there, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> well, tell uh, everybody about your podcast, too. Oh, yeah, and I got a podcast. It's called the Corner Store Podcast. So basically, uh, I just riff on certain things I just want to talk about. Like, I don't know, when I was growing up, it was always a corner store at the end of the street. Mm-hmm. It was always a bunch of guys hanging out right under the no loitering sign, mm-hmm. just talking all day. So <laughs> just talking about nonsense and craziness and the things that go on and the crazy things that pop into my head. So yeah, yeah check it out, man. Yeah, go uh, go check him out at Linktree slash E.L. Smith com- at E.L. Smith Comedy. And I'll put that link yes. in the uh, the show notes. And Jacob, what you got coming up? I know we both have a show coming up here soon. Yeah, man, you can catch both of us December 1st, Vinyl Music Hall in Pensacola. I'm opening up for Mo Alexander, and I'm bringing Jason Robbins with me to do a guest spot. Because Mo Mo said, I request Jason Robbins to come do a guest spot (laughs) on my show. How else could people enjoy the full capacity of the Open Micers universe (laughs) if it wasn't all three of us? These are his words, not mine. And he yeah. said, I'm also going to buy 13 more possums at, at the end of this <laughs> whole rant so that I can start my own possum nursery and start selling possums after they suckle from my teeth. I this is we, all what Mo Alexander said. I think we need to have an intervention with Mo on his, <laughs> on uh, his collection it's of too many possums. possums. It's too many. It's too way many. too many. I mean, He's, one possum is enough. He's got like seven now. So I think we need to have an intervention with Mo. He's seven possums away from being at odds with the Fantastic Four. <laughs> like, it's too many possums, dude. He's going to turn into Possum Man. <laughs> but anyways, December 1st, Vinyl Music Hall, Vinyl Music Hall, Pensacola, Florida. Me, Jason Robbins, Mo Alexander. We're bringing the whole gang. We might do a little vlog on the way. Who knows what's going to happen, dude? And of course, as always, we have great stuff planned for the Patreon. So make sure you get into it. Patreon.com backslash OM podcast. And uh, my band Falls from Grace is going to be playing a place called the Drifter Hotel in New Orleans on November 25th. I've never heard of this place before. I don't know where it is, but it sounds like there might be bodies uh, hidden in certain places. So we'll see. Yeah, Jason's not coming with me December 1st because he's going to be dead and gone. (laughs) I'll be a part of, I'll be the reason they call it the Drifter Hotel because I'll be a dead drifter. Under the floorboards somewhere in there. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> EL, thank you for coming on the show, man. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys, man. Have fun. And uh, we're going to go ahead and walk out the door. And if you want to email us, you can email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. Our link tree is linktree slash openmicerspodcast. And, of course, go use the code OMPODCAST at brezcoffeeco.com for 10% off of your order. And we love you guys, and we will see you all next week.
back to this episode. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to BeResCoffeeCo.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order.